Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with writer guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. I want to thank these sponsors for getting on board with this podcast, which is now into its fourth year of promoting football in Saskatchewan. Face first medical aesthetics. If you want to beat back father time in a naturally looking way, go see Crescinda above Gabbles on Dudney Avenue in Regina. She is fast becoming the go-to expert in the beauty industry here in the city. And she's got people booking from as far away as Calgary, Assiniboia. They're all coming to check out face first medical aesthetics. Hammer time roofing in Saskatoon. Uh, did you have your shingles blow off in the latest windstorm? Hammer Time Roofing is Saskatoon's only five-star certainty roofer, backed by a true manufacturer's warranty. Give them a call at 306-262-ROOF. Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. Get in the real estate game with the three-time Great Cup champion by giving Paul a call, 306-502-5355. Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his unbelievable work at markgreshner.com. He's got some awesome photos of a kayaking trip he did pre-COVID, and the pictures are they're breathtaking. Doubles at Egg sales in Weyburn. For grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance, give Corey Zadorozniak a call, 306-842-2406. AGT Foods, thanks to Murad Al-Khatib for getting on board with this podcast. He, in fact, was just named an honorary lifetime member of the Saskatchewan Institute of Agrologists, a well-deserved honor. Gear up with John Ryan Foundation. Thanks to the football legend here in Regina for giving to this podcast and giving back to the Regina Minor Football League, as he still remains a prominent figure in this community. And this podcast is coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio. Get in the game. Join today at reginasports.ca. It's time to head out in the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline and speak with Sam Baker of the Uves Huskies slash Toronto Argonauts. He just signed his first pro contract with the Boatman. He's our Athlete of the Week for Paul Waldo at Royal LePage. All right, Sam, as we uh, talk now, it's April Fool's Day. Have you ever been pranked or you know, had a good prank on somebody? Uh, honestly, no, I haven't. Never really got, kind of even forgot that it was April Fool's. So I looked at my phone and seeing all the different uh, different athletes saying they got traded here and there and then all April Fool's at noon. But no, not really my thing. I, I like Tom Brady's today, though. He tweeted a picture of him standing at the plate at a Montreal Expos game because he was drafted by the Spos and said he was proud to announce that he was the first ever player, owner, and coach in Major League Baseball history and the Expos would be back in 2022. <laughs> I'm sure that got the people going. Yeah, are you a baseball guy? Do you like opening day? Do you do you watch baseball? Uh, no, never really. Never really is my sport. Honestly, I play. I mean, I played it when I was younger, but I never, never really like not don't really watch it on TV by no means. I'm not a huge baseball guy. I like the San Diego Padres. They're supposed to be good this year. They've only made the playoffs six times in their 52 years. What team regularly lets you down, Sam? <laughs> In the MLB or in, the, in, just in any sport? Just in any sport. Well, I'm a Giants fan, so that's got to sum it up pretty good. <laughs> but they've been successful <laughs> at times. Uh, at times, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's always a disappointment, though, every year it seems to be. That's hilarious. Okay, uh, Sam, uh, as we talk here, we've just uh, gone through uh, the Argonauts signing their draft picks from 2020. You'd be one of them. What was that day like for you? Uh, sum it up for us. Uh, yeah, it was actually, I guess, my agent and myself, I guess it was kind of a couple-day thing and then negotiating back and forth. But, uh, yeah, no, it was uh, definitely kind of surreal to feel like that uh, pro contract signing, and it was just nice to a nice touch and just makes me gets me a little more a bit motivated if we got a season here and just 
you know, yeah, just another thing to cross off the list. Super happy about it. Wouldn't blame you if you said you lost some motivation, but I'm going to ask you, because of this real long off season, you're kind of in no man's land. You should have already been in a CFL training camp and maybe known your immediate future. You know, did your motivation dip at all? Um, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, a little bit here and there. I mean, I do love football, so it's always, you know, I'm always grinding for it. But yeah, just the time off has been tough and always hearing the things about if it's happening or if it's not happening. You know, it is kind of tough to stay on track, but I think uh, I just stay to it and yeah. just wait, wait for you, wait for what I can hear and hoping for the best. Sam, what uh, what kind of sense did you get after signing that contract? Does it feel like you're, not just because you put your name on paper, but just the sense you're getting from the Argos brass that there will be a season this year and you might have a chance to go to training camp? Uh, yeah, I do. I kind of do have that feeling. You know, I'm just, I'm sticking with that feeling too, no matter what I read or hear. And, uh, yeah, like I said, just hoping for the best, and I'm going to be prepared when I get to camp, and I'm going to compete for a job. What's it been like for you? Because you've been in no man's land. You were a draft pick in 2020. They went and drafted a whole, a whole nother class, but you never even got to be on the field as a draft pick in 2020. So, what's that feel like for you? Because you're in no man's land. You're you got a CFL deal, but you could also end up with the Huskies. So, where's your mind at right now? Uh, honestly, like I kind of think to myself, I'm already. I think I'm already at a disadvantage even just as for my university career. Like I've played six games in the last two, three years here, I guess, of actually playing. So I still have a lot of uh, potential to uncover, I think. And I'm just ready to show all the coaches and prove them that uh, I can play at the professional level and do anything that they need me to. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's nice that you got your name on the dotted line, and that speaks to the limited amount of tape and how you popped on that tape and, and everything like that. Because, like you said, you haven't even played a full season with the Huskies. These last two these last two seasons, you've had some collarbone problems that really have negated what could have been a couple of great seasons. Yeah, it was uh, definitely tough to go through those injuries, but I think, honestly, at the end of the day, they made me, made me the person I am and got me to the place I was. So, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say I'd take them back, but at the same time, they... Uh, it was the path I, the path that God gave me, so that's uh, the path I took. Yeah, so did you feel, though, at the time when you got hurt, at least the, the last time you got hurt, that it could maybe pooch your draft prospects? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, the first time I got hurt, I wasn't too worried. It was my first ever major injury. But, yeah, it was, uh, the second time I got hurt was uh, literally opening day of training camp. So instantly running through my mind was just film for this year. I don't have any. You know, it was my draft year film last year I had a game and a half and I mean the year before I didn't really have much to, to show because I was young but you know it was definitely definitely on my thoughts for most of the season and I know I didn't want it to you know focus around all the CFL and, you know be a, be a good teammate and stuff but yeah it was definitely always in the back of my head every week every day and uh, hey it worked out just fine. Those collarbone injuries are finicky. They're freak injuries. And how do you rehab that? Because, I mean, if you get a knee injury or a ham injury or something like that, you can rehab it. And we basically know, you know, he's going through rehab. This is what he's doing. How do you rehab like a broken collarbone? Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Well, basically sit in a sling for six, yeah. six eight weeks at first. And then, you know, I on the first time I didn't have surgery, so I lost a lot of strength. You know, I was probably 10, 8 to 10 weeks without really doing anything and finally getting back into it. It's just shitty having one sideways stronger than the other, but hey, I got through it. We have good health, uh, healthcare team on our side of things. So, but yeah, no, it's tough. Any bone break is, is tough. You just got to let the bone heal, basically. Hey, so what have you been doing in this pandemic, big man, uh, to fill your time besides uh, no, <laughs> with no football? You got school, obviously, but but what are you doing? Yeah, this uh, this semester I'm actually kind of in a different scenario. I guess I'm only in one class. I'll be graduating this spring, so with all the extra time, I just work in uh, working a full time job here at a a warehouse working the forklift and so that's not too bad keeping busy making money and then just uh 
training, training in the evenings when I can or with her. We've got a pro group here with Ignite Conditioning. Joel Lipinski is an awesome uh, coach, so he's, uh, he's he'll have us prepared uh, for whenever we play. And uh, yeah, that's it. Play video games on the weekends with the boys and just stay safe. <laughs> What's your go-to video game? Oh, big COD player, big Call of Duty. Yeah, you love that, hey? Oh yeah, addicted. <laughs> oh, that's like by addicted. What do you mean? How often are you on uh, it? Oh, I try and get on at least uh, an hour or two every day, probably. We got to keep that shooting up because you told me all of a sudden, <laughs> like you, you told me something interesting recently. You're going, like you're playing football. If you weren't playing football, you wouldn't be going to schools where I'm going with this. But you've yep. kind of along the way figured out what you want to be. Tell the folks what you kind of want to be now. Yeah, you know, just kind of through uh, the years and kind of meeting up with other people and just hearing what they had to say. I kind of took into consideration about being uh, city police or RCMP, kind of whatever the goal is, but definitely go into that uh, that workforce. And just like we have so many connections on the team, a couple of alumni or uh, city city police in Saskatoon, Drew Lynch being one of them, just a new new guy that went through uh, the Regina Police Academy and now got a job here. And it's all it's all connections and stuff, so... I mean, that's kind of interests me. I think I want to just make this world a little bit better place, too, if I get the chance. Yeah, you're a good dude. You sound like you would. Hey, so Esther Hazy's a long way from the CFL. Uh, but let's let's st- stop in the middle here. Do you remember your first uh, first day or first couple of days at the U of S? Because I talked to coaches and stuff, and they said, this guy was always talented, but coming from nine, man, he had to learn route concepts, and, and it was like drinking from a fire hose. Did you, <laughs> did you, did you find that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember even my uh, spring camp in May, whatever, 2016, I got a little three-day pamphlet of our uh, install for, like, yeah, the three days, which is really nothing now that I think about it. Now I'm looking at it like, what the hell is going on? I can't read. I don't understand words. Uh, there's numbers everywhere. We got abbreviations. We got everything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it was tough to tough to learn, but I uh, remade with the, with the quarterback, and he was uh, my saving grace, so... Yeah, you know, just definitely have to work hard at it for a couple of years because uh, I don't think I really had it down to at least my third year until I felt at least comfortable being out there. Nias is a nice guy to lean on, isn't he? No, oh, he's a great guy, great guy. <laughs> okay, so here's something I want to ask you. How important is it for you to be a role model for that kid in Esther Hazy right now listening to this saying, hey, this guy started in my little tumbleweed field and now he has a chance to be in the CFL. How important is it for Sam Baker to be a, a role model? Uh, I think it's uh, a lot more important than I, I would I would think personally. I think yeah, it uh, it does mean a lot coming from a small town. I mean there is there has been a lot a lot of successful people that came out of there with big titles and stuff, but uh, not many CFLers. So no, I just want to say to and even I just want to say to all the the kids and stuff out there, just work hard at it. Um, <laughs> listen to your coaches, do what they say, put in the extra work, and someone's gonna find you. And I promise that. And you're going to have a great career from there. Sell the nine-man game for me, uh, uh, Sam, out there, because I, I I don't think I really appreciate, and I can say this, I love football, haven't watched mm-hmm. too many nine-man games or six-man games. Just tell me about some of the great players out there and why they're great players in a league like that. Um, Yeah, I think it's just a little different. I think uh, not, I mean, all around football is a tough sport, but I just think when you get a little more rural out there and you're playing on a grass field with gopher holes every five feet to the left and right you just got to be a little bit i think you're a little bit tougher out there i think uh you know you just you work work a little harder and uh i i I honestly can tell you i just think it's totally different and i just think that everything's so specific to the 12 man that every all the coaches and stuff are looking for guys that are coming from 12 man because it'll correlate so easy when uh there's a lot of ballers out there in nine man six man even we have guys six man on our team and hey football players can 
play football. So if you're good enough, like I said, they'll find you. Okay, lastly, uh, I already know you're going to say, hey, Hardy Cup, Vanier Cup. So take that out of the equation. <laughs> I know you're a team guy. But what does Sam Baker want for himself this year? Uh, let's just – I know you want to play in the CFL, so uh, so let's do two two goals for you. Uh, let's do the pro goal first. What, what, what do you want to achieve in the pro game this year if you get a chance? In the program, I want to be realistic. I want to go in there. I want to do my best. I want to do my best to make a crack their spot on the roster. And if that means play all four or three special teams, I'm going to do that. I'm going to compete every week at that. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to be realistic. Like I, I, I know I'm probably not going to start either on yeah. the receiving course, so I just got to put my work and put my head to the special teams for the first few years. Thank God you're a long snapper. That's a nice, yeah, that's, that's a nice tool to have in the utility belt. Okay, and as for the Huskies, uh, what's your goal? We alluded to it earlier in this interview. You haven't played a full season, man. I would think that's one of the goals. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I guess play a full season with the team would be one. But, uh, no, I got a couple. I mean, I've always... Always, I've always wanted to be an All Canadian. I've always thought that'd be, you know, that's a crazy accomplishment to be the best in your spot in the whole league. And uh, honestly, I, I tell some of the guys on the team this: I, I would love to break Hillis's single season record of uh, yards and receptions. But I wow. uh, lost a couple of years of that, so. Hope to God we play football this year and I could have some chance to do that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I want to ask you one more question, see if I get an honest answer out of you. Do you think you're the best receiver in the conference or right there with a guy like Jalen and Tyson Philpott? Absolutely. No questions asked. I think that I've kind of been, uh, even when I've played, I've been on the left side, you know, coming like literally coming back from injuries and starting playing, you know, not being in the shape I have, been from training all summer and stuff, so... I think if I was uh, have a full off season or a full season, I think I would be no doubt top receiver in the uh, Camelot. Well, touchdown maker, I hope I get to see you on a football field, either the CFL Gridiron or the one at Griffith Stadium in Saskatoon. Thanks for this, buddy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Where there's sports, there's Ballsy. Time for Ballsy's Sports Shorts. Well, Michael Strahan underwent a dental procedure to temporarily fill in the big gap between his two front teeth. Now, the gap was huge. In fact, that cargo ship in the Suez Canal could have passed through it without getting stuck. The Miami Marlins are the least valuable baseball team with an approximate value of less than a billion dollars. Well, until they sell themselves as an NFT for $75 trillion. Opening day is today. Go Padres. Finally, we know when the 2021 CFL National Draft is going to take place. It goes down on May the 4th. The Hamilton Tiger Cats currently hold the number one pick. The Riders, number two, and the Bombers, number three. Two Rams, Kyle Borson and Robbie Lowe's are eligible, as is Josh Haggerty, a Regina kid with the Huskies. Huskies offensive lineman Connor Bergloff and DB Nelson Lacombo also taking part in the virtual combine and getting ready for May 4th's CFL Draft. Who knows, the way it's going, it could be the last ever one. You never know. Earlier this week, the NFL owners voted to increase the regular season from 16 to 17 games effective immediately. And here's what you need to know. First, Jags fans are like, great. Way to prolong our agony. But seriously, the season won't start earlier. It'll be extended and each team will only get one bye week. The Super Bowl gets pushed to the middle of February now, February 13th. The players won't get paid more, but they will benefit financially. Some players aren't real happy about adding a game because it'll take some time before they're able to reap the benefits. Initially, most players will be paid the same. Actually, their paychecks will be lower because their salary will be spread over more weeks. A few players will be eligible to get paid for an additional game depending on their contracts. That said, the players as a whole are entitled to 48% share of the revenue 
And this expansion triggers an additional boost, so they'll get money over the long haul. Not every team gets the same amount of home games, so this year it'll be the AFC with nine home games and the NFC with eight that it'll flip over in 2022. The teams will play an extra conference game, so there you go. And there probably won't be any asterisks in the record book since this has happened before. Some season-long records may be in jeopardy, but it shouldn't be a major issue. You see, prior to 1978, the regular season was just 14 games. So even though it's been the same for 43 years, it hasn't always been 16 games. That's bad news for former Los Angeles Rams and Tennessee Titans coach Jeff Fisher. <laughs> he can't be a head coach anymore because he was known as Mr. 8-8. Eight and eight. What is he going to be now, Mr. 9-8? and eight? Mr. 8-9 eight doesn't have the same ring. Not the same mediocrity. Nope, doesn't work out for Jeff. Well, coming up this fall, I'll be entering the boxing ring for the fourth and final time. Previously, I have fought Pat Fiacco twice and his brother Frank once. Well, Frank runs the Lonsdale Boxing Club, and I've decided to get into the ring with our own Mark Johnston from Play 92 and duke it out for charity. We're trying to raise money for the mental health of young athletes, artists, and uh, musicians here in Regina and surrounding area. We really feel there's a gap there in terms of the support and resources they can get. So we're trying to help out, and uh, we're starting a new foundation, and that fight will take place in the fall. I'm going to have Coach Craig Dickinson of the Saskatchewan and Rough Riders in my corner. We'll also have AGT billionaire Mirad Al-Khatib, who's a podcast sponsor. He'll be ringside as a judge, along with our new mayor, Sandra Masters, here in Regina, and also will be joined by Evan Bray, the police chief, and our special guest referee, none other than the First Nation sensation, former Regina Ram, former WWE undercard wrestler, guy who's been around High Impact Wrestling, other wrestling organizations. It's, like I said, the First Nation sensation, Wavell Star. Anyway, here is a chat I had recently with my opponent. Ten years of Chad and Ballsy in the morning, minus a day or two here or there. Chad's away all week with his new baby, Sadie Marie. Joining me in the control room is Mark Johnston, the morning guy, outstanding guy over at Play 92. Now, have you seen his baby? Very cute. Ca Very cute. Callie did a great job. Eh? Yeah, that was, Chad had no part. It's hard that. to believe he could have any hand in producing something like that, or Cash, or Layla. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's he's He doesn't have any part. Yeah. That. Now, I'm going to probably prevent you from having kids in the future, because I'm going to punch you below the belt coming up sometime in the fall here. You're already saying that you're going to cheat to win? Well, listen here, Kid Candle. One blow and you're out. Here's the thing, buddy. You, um... Like I've said many times, you're taller, you got the reach, I'm old and I'm blind. There's no way you can win because if you win, you beat up an old blind guy. And if you lose, which you're going to, you lost to an old blind guy. But I also think that a lot of people are like rooting for me because they want to see you get punched right in your nose. So probably, probably. I, I, I think that actually, I get what you're saying, but I think I actually can come out a winner Either way, because I'm going to be able to punch you. Here's the thing. You you just earlier said that you were going to hit me below the belt. So that's cheating. Also, mm. you're ripped. So I would like to do a drug test before we actually get into this. Because I know that I know that you like it looks like Ballsy's in good shape. His cardio is horrendous. Yeah. Well, yours isn't that great. Better than yours. But you're going to find out because I've been training on the side. Here's the only drug I'm on is Viagra. Okay, that's the only drug I'm on. And I want to I want to say something, though. What's the good part of this is 
we're we're putting this fight on for charity yeah. along with the Lonsdale Boxing Club. We're trying to uh, raise money for athletes, artists, musicians, in Regina, young kids that there's a kind of a gap for their mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I just want to address the fact that you're you're on Viagra. Is that what happens when you get yeah. to close yeah. to fifty? That's not a hey. That won't be a jab you you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> not with my left not with my left hand i do want to say this oh oh ballsy can you fight me i i want you to help me build my you know put me on the map put me on the map ballsy well mark i can't i can't put you on the map but i can put you on the mat and i will i'm out of here this has been growing the game with ballsy if you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game email michael ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com ballsy can be heard weekdays in regina on 104.9 the wolf morning show and during saskatchewan rough riders and u of r rams broadcasts on 620 ckrm